It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarta. Welcome to the show. This is a place to learn about franchising, everything you ever want to know about franchising and know where to ask. This is the place to ask. So listen in if you have any questions or comments um, or if you have any topics you want to hear about on the show, uh, please send me an email, tom at thefranchiseacademy.com and we will... Um, get those questions answered for you and get topics on the show. Check out my book, Franchise Savvy. Um, everything that I learned about franchising, my success and my big miserable failure um, and everything that I learned from that, which made me a franchise expert. And also check out my new course as an online video course, the A to Z on how to buy a franchise. Today, I'm excited to have some great franchise veterans with me. I have the president of Pestmaster, Kieran Scott. Kieran has been um, franchising for a while. Um, and it's exciting because he has been with many pest control brands and we're gonna be talking about pest control. Also on the line, we have um, with us, Justin Kendall, who's a franchisee of Pestmasters. I wanna welcome you gentlemen to the show. Good afternoon, how are you? Good afternoon. Thanks, Tom. Glad yeah, to thank you, Tom. Uh, this is great. So I, I wanted to have you guys on the show because I believe pest control is a great business to get into. It's inexpensive to start up. It's a recurring revenue model, right? Once you get the contract, typically you'll visit the people over time. Um, it's recession resistant. If you got bugs, it doesn't matter who's in office. <laughs> you didn't want to get it taken care of. That's right. <laughs> so um, Kieran, tell us a little bit about your background. I know that you were with other brands and have just a great breadth of experience. Yeah, sure. So uh, like, like you mentioned, my name is Kieran, uh, currently the president of Patio Patrol and Pestmaster, which are the two uh, pest control companies within Threshold Brands, uh, which is a home services kind of aggregator of, of home service brands, um, services to the home. Uh, prior to joining the team in January, I was vice president of operations and uh, director of strategic initiatives at ScentHound. Uh, which is a wellness-focused, membership-based dog grooming company. Uh, and prior to that, I was with Mosquito Joe, which is another mosquito uh, abatement service, uh, formerly owned by Buzz Franchise Brands, uh, now owned by Neighborly. Uh, and prior to that, I was with Subway. Uh, and that's where I, where I, that's actually where I got my start. Was uh, I started with Subway's uh, sandwich artist when I was 14. Wow. Subway, I've heard of them. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you might have, might have eaten a sandwich or two. I might have had or, or three, yes. That's right. <laughs> So Justin, welcome to the show. Um, how did you get into pest control? What, what was that all about? Yeah, so back in 2005, I got home from a mission for my church and a friend of my brother's had a pest control company. He said, hey, if you've done missionary work, have you gone door knocking? I said, yeah, I have. He said, why don't you come sell pest control door to door? And I was like, oh, I don't know. But he talked me into it for the summer and made a killing. And it's been really hard to get out of it ever since. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Where are you based? Um, so right now I'm in Richmond, Virginia. I've done pest control in 11 states, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so when you say pest control, from your perspective, explain what that means just for the average Joe who doesn't know. 
Yeah. I, initially, when I first got into it, it literally was just general pests like your ants, spiders, roaches, crickets. I've since um, been able to venture out and do tick and mosquito control. So those, those vectors kind of like uh, patio patrol focuses on. Um, at Pest Match Services, we do a lot of the termite protection. So yeah, protecting your largest assets in most cases uh, from not only termites, but other wood destroying insects. And um, recently I acquired a wildlife company. So that's gonna be things like bats, snakes, raccoons, birds. Um, Depending where you're at, you might run into alligators, bear, deer, whatever. Um, but we don't do the like wild cats and dogs. That's usually animal control. Ah, that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, in Florida, we do have our uh, alligator uh, issues, and mm -hmm. we're like that's not even bad. They don't really bother you at all, and people like are scared, and I get that. I'm a little bit afraid myself. But wild boar are the big issue in Florida. People don't know that. That don't people who don't live there. Um. But Kieran, you're in Florida, I know. Um, I am. And, and so you were recently, um, was it elected in, onto a, a new? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I, I recently uh, got appointed uh, to the Diversity Council of the National Pest Management Association. Uh, and then Justin was appointed to the Wildlife Committee. That's amazing. That is really cool. So within Threshold, are, are you um, kind of starting some new initiatives? Um, through your new position? Yeah, so uh, it, was, it actually predates predates the appointment to the council, um, but diversity is a, a big uh, you know, kind of focus at Threshold, right? When you, when you talk about bringing people into business ownership and pe bringing people uh, into franchising, we want to make sure that we're not going after the same people over and over and over again, right? You've got to have that diversity of voice, uh, you know, people that look different, talk different, uh, you know, and, and have like that, that different thinking uh, to them. And so when, when we look at threshold, uh, that's actually one of our kind of key, key performance indicators within our franchise development realm is how diverse of a network can we be, right? How many women owned or LGBTQ owned or uh, service disabled veteran owned or simply veteran owned, right? How many, how many different categories are there out there um, of people that represent different groups, right? And different cultures, um, and that's, that's been a focus uh, since the beginning of Threshold. Uh, and then when, with the National Pest Management Association, that really allows us to take it a step further, right, and bring diversity not only within franchising, but just in the pest control segment or, or sector uh, by itself. And when, when I you know, think about my position as president of a pest control company that happens to be a franchise, I get to intersect in both. Right, so I get to intersect in not only the National Pest Management Association and the things that we're doing on a national level there, but I also get to intersect with the franchising world. And both groups, I mean, kudos to both groups, they've become much more diverse over the past decade, 15 years, uh, and diversity maintains you know, to be a, a, a big uh, focus point for both groups. Uh, and so I'm, I'm thrilled to kind of continue that work. Yeah, there's great initiatives over at the International Franchise Association, I know. That's right. Um, with the diversity Fran, uh, which, which I was, and still am involved, but not as much as I was, you know, pre COVID, <laughs> um, you know, going to meetings and whatnot. So it's a great, um, those are great initiatives and worthy of time and focus and, and, uh, even, uh, financial input. Um, so for you, um, I want to, I want to know more, Justin, about the wildlife initiative, like Tell me more about that position that you're in. 
Yeah, so you know we have about 65 different units and not all of them are doing wildlife quite yet, but it's been our, our top um, revenue, I guess, um, franchise is doing wildlife. And I thought maybe that's a piece I can add on. So I searched in my local area, found it, and, and it is a great thing that we can offer another service to our existing clientele. And um, when I got appointed to the council, I thought, well, maybe I'm not the most qualified for this specific um, council because I, I didn't have all my 17 years in wildlife, but in just in pest control in general. But we do bring a lot of other experience with us. And we're happy to serve anywhere we can help. And so a lot of the other things that I've done just in the industry overall can be um, brought over to Wildlife Council as well. Pestmaster Services has led the industry in, in integrated pest management. So that's where you use two or more control methods, not just like applying a crap ton of chemicals, but you're trying to change the um, environment, the, you know, you can use mechanical controls, physical controls, like your traps or sealing up the entry points. There's a lot of different things. Um, so wherever Pestmaster Services can lead in the industry, we're, we're happy to do it. Yeah, fantastic. And I, I know that um, you're also a military veteran. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so I was medically discharged honorably. So now I'm considered a service disabled veteran and um, it does help. I was able to qualify um, to get the contract to serve our um, Veterans Administration Hospital here in Richmond. Well, wow, that's fantastic. Several other government yeah. contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, it's sort of a difficult way to get there, but um, but I guess you could use that to help. Um, and and that's a great thing. How does or would you be able to talk about how you think your military experience helps you as a business owner? Yeah, and you probably see this a lot in the franchise world, but in the military, we learn to follow orders and systems. And the franchise is a perfect system. So not all of them are perfect, but um, there's, there's a lot of good ones out there. And um, if you follow the system, you typically have success. We see that um, with, you know, if you compare um, the startups in five years, how many fail and how many of those are franchises that succeed and everything. Um, it's clear that the franchise and the systems help you succeed. And, and so I, I just see that veterans overall are good at following those systems. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for your service again. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks for the support. Yeah, no, absolutely. Allows us to do what we do here at the Franchise yeah. Academy, that's for sure. Um, so Kieran, franchise owners, who make the best franchise owners in your system? Yeah, so I, I, mean, I think Justin hit the nail on the head when he said people that follow, follow the systems, right? I, you know, been in franchising a long time, and, and that's by far, I think the one characteristic that, that I would rather have over anything, right? Yeah. Is someone that is able to, and that's, and that's fundamentally why I believe people buy, buy franchises, right? Is because it is a, it is a business in a box that you then replicate that system and then get, you know, kind of get a repeatable result. Um, and so I think that the system following is key. Uh, but I also think um, people that aren't afraid to bring new ideas, right? Like you can follow the system, but also be innovative. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and bring those ideas to the forefront. Uh, and Justin actually serves on our franchise advisory board and has that opportunity, right? And so, so Justin's able to bring those ideas and, and kind of have that innovative mind uh, and bring forward those ideas. Um, but those are, I think those are the two big ones uh, for me. That's great. Um, before we get off that topic real quickly, for those that are new at listening to franchise podcasts, 
Could you tell us what the Franchise Advisory Council is? Yeah, so Franchise Advisory Council or Franchise Advisory Board is really a best practice, I believe, in the franchise industry, um, which whether through a, a franchisor nomination or a franchisor election or even franchisee election, uh, fellow franchisees are able to serve you know, on a, on a board of some form uh, along with the franchisor in bringing to kind of the table you know, ideas or issues um, or topics of conversation that the, the general franchisee community wants to talk about. Um, and, it, and, you know, in, in our uh, at Threshold Brands, I believe every brand now has a franchise advisory board. We all meet at least monthly um, to talk with our franchisees about those issues or about those ideas. Um, you know, I, I think it's one of those best practices that people just don't don't utilize often enough. Um, but when you look back through the, you know, the history of franchising, right, some of the best ideas have come from the franchisee. And so there needs to be an outlet uh, for those for those ideas to come to fruition. Well, that's exactly right. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. A lot of people feel that, you know, you buy a franchise and you're locked into these rules and regulations and there's no latitude to make a decision and all that. And it's simply not true. Right. You know, know, some of the older franchises, like a Subway, as an example, have a lot more, you know, regulations to follow because they're older and they've been through a lot. So there's, but it's best practices, but they're there to protect the integrity of the brand and protect the investment for the franchise owner. That's right. And, and it's not like, you know, you, you need to, you know, open your doors at this time, go to the bathroom at that time. You know, it's, it's like, it's not like that. Um, and when you look at franchising and then you could speak to this, I'm sure, you know, like, like a McDonald's, where I, which I consider the granddaddy of franchising, a lot of their menu items came from suggestions of the franchise owners. Yep, that's right. I think the big one that circulates in the in the industry is breakfast, right? McDonald's breakfast was brought to bear by a franchisee. That's right. That's right. Filet fish sandwich, early that's on. Right. Yeah. My career was was a, a contest between a local franchise owner, I believe, in Cincinnati, and uh, and Ray Kroc himself um, battled it out. They had two different sandwiches, and the filet fish won. Um, and and it was just really interesting how that happens. And I could, I even have my own personal stories that are in, in my book about how I helped kind of direct the franchise company into other areas. And, and, you know, diversity is a great area f- for that. Right. So if you have people from different cultures, right. And, and, you know, they're, they're like, well, you know, in New York, we don't put mustard on our hamburgers, but they do, you know, almost right. everywhere else in the country. So it's like, what works? What doesn't work? And you need that diversity of culture, um, I believe, more than anything. And so we could do a whole program just on that, I bet, um, for sure. Uh, so, Justin, for you on, on the franchisee side, what do you feel are the best attributes of a franchise? Like, if you're looking for a franchise, and for your advice, in your opinion, well, mm-hmm. what you should really look for in a great franchise company? Yeah. So, I mean, you hit on something earlier that was kind of a sensitive point for me when I was first looking at the franchise. I looked at some of the, the, um, like the FDD and just all the, the agreement. I was like, oh no, what am I getting myself into? But if you get familiar with that and you go into it with the mindset of, yeah, I'm going to share a little bit of my royalties and I'm going to pay into this advertising fund, but I'm getting this in return. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a wise investment and it's not like you're just turning it all over to a business partner or something. It's just, um, 
small share. And in return, like um, what Threshold has been really good about and the current leadership of PestMesh Services is increasing the systems in place. So um, like Karen has hired a PhD entomologist that's developing programs um, that, you know, when a new person, someone that's never done pest control steps in, they can have a system right there how to do a particular application for a particular pest. And that's the, the beauty of a franchise or that model. Um, some other things with the brand recognition. Um, we're, we're in the middle of a brand refresh and I'm loving what is happening there because people are actually going to see it and relate to it. It's more modern. And um, a lot of people that try to get out there on their own are just going to just destroy that. You know, we're not all marketing experts, but with a, a franchise, they can tap a lot of other resources. Love that. Well said. Um, yeah, a franchise is a business with training wheels. And, uh, you know, if you're like this entrepreneur type that is a renegade and needs to do it his or her own way, then it's not for you most in most cases. But you got to be able to follow the system. The system is there for you. The FDD, as you mentioned, is your best friend. And, and it's making the company transparent before you spend a dime. You know what you're getting involved in. So you need to, I have a great document, if anybody's interested on my website, on how to read an FDD. Um, and it comes right from the uh, FranGuard um, class. I know that uh, Kieran, you're a certified franchise executive like myself. And so you have to go through this FranGuard. That's right. Uh, and, and so it's very, very helpful to understand what the heck you're reading. And so I have a, I, it's what I call a cheat sheet on how to read the FDD. Because uh, the franchise disclosure document at minimum, it's about 150 pages thick. And so people freak out when they get that. Um, and there's no need to freak out. It's it's your friend. Um, um, Kieran, I wanted to hop over to um, another brand that started as Flyfo, but yeah. now you rebranded. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's right. So uh, late last month, uh, we kind of completed the rebrand of Flyfo, which was our it's a five-year-old mosquito abatement company, mosquito, uh, it was mosquitoes and ticks, um, based out of Boston. It was a sister company of MadePro. Uh, and when Threshold acquired MadePro, it also acquired uh, Flyfo and Men and Kilts. Um, and over the past seven months, uh, we've been working on this rebrand initiative to take Flyfo, which was, uh, you know, in, in all in all reality, late to the market uh, from, from when it started, right? Kind of a mosquito company that started in 2017. Uh, and, and making it more relevant, right? Making it so that it can compete against the big guys uh, that have now been in business for, you know, 15 years. Um, and so as part of that rebrand, we changed the name from Flyfo uh, to Patio Patrol. And then we uh, it, it added a tagline of uh, quality outdoor pest solutions. And so not only focused on uh, mosquitoes and fleas, but also mosquitoes, fleas, and ticks, and then other general outdoor pests. Uh, we also um, added a couple kind of extra services that some of the big competitors don't have. And so gutter cleaning, uh, leaf pickup, screen repair, um, all three of those kind of additional services fall into the into the realm of pest control, right? When you think about the, the habitats that pests live in or the habitats where pests thrive, it's in those dark, damp areas, gutters, leaf piles. Uh, and then the whole point of screens is to, to get rid of pests or to, to uh, exclude pests from your home. Um, and so we're really excited about Patio Patrol. Uh, like I said, the, the FDD or the franchise disclosure documents uh, became active uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and so some pretty great wide open space there. That is fantastic. And it is the add-ons are brilliant. 
As, as you yeah, said, we're really excited about those. I was like, big ching, differentiator ching, ching. for us. Yeah, yeah, big differentiator for sure. I am, you know, we are dealing with that up. I'm, I'm in the Pennsylvania mountains now and, and um, I'm about to this weekend. I was um, trying to, I was about to, and I didn't follow through. Now that I think about it, Googling um, mosquito control and pest yep. control. Um, I mean, even we have a screened in porch and some of these bugs get through the screen. Um, and, and I'm like, what are they? Like, you don't even see them, but every once in a while you feel like a bite. I'm like, what the heck? That's right. Yeah. They, they definitely interrupt dinner. That's for sure. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> um, but then on the other, on the other hand, you know, we, we can't exterminate them entirely. That's they, right. They are yeah. part of the ecosystem. So you have to do it right. Yeah, that's right. That's very, very cool. So um, for you, how about, um, Justin, are you, are you, what are you most excited about right now in, in your business? What, you know, it, it sounds like you're at an inflection point. Yeah, so yeah, I'm kind of getting addicted to this fast growth through acquisition. I'm actually on the hunt. I, I'm out there just reaching out to all these local pest control companies. And um, not, not all of them. I'm actually pretty selective. We want to pick up someone that's providing good service. One of the things I learned is um, you don't want to take over a, a service that they've been using an inferior product and you pick up a lot of liability, like mm -hmm. for, on Fermite, for instance. So I've already had to shell out a few free treatments to, to remediate some stuff. But overall, phenomenal co uh, company that initially acquired great reviews, um, great customer service. A lot of the other products and services were, were really just right in line with what we were already doing. So it was a perfect fit. So I'm looking for some more acquisition opportunities like that and maybe expand my footprint too. That's fantastic. Good for you. Um, people don't realize how big you could actually grow a franchise opportunity. There, there mm -hmm. are many people that started with one and ended up with 150 franchise units. And, you yeah. know, it's more common than, than people realize. And you could build a real giant business you could call it an empire or whatever you want to call it but you could build a really big business and through all different brands i mean just under threshold you could be in you know four different kind of yeah that's that's right yeah when we actually do have some franchisees that, that do uh have cross they, you know they do cross brands uh we have several franchisees that own three or four brands that's great oh good happy to hear that i have to get more focused on that um and and so um, Justin, for you, as people are listening and they're thinking about a franchise, what advice would you give to somebody that's thinking about franchising? And, and Karen, I'm going to ask you the same question when when uh, Justin is done. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of alluded to it earlier, but you got to make sure you have the right personality to follow a system. If you think you can do it on your own and you're you know better than everybody else, then you should probably try to do that. You might learn otherwise, but um, I, yeah, um, one thing I absolutely love and I'm so happy about um, being a franchisee is this network. Whenever there's something I don't know how to do, there's a lot of that. I can reach out to Paul or Jerome or someone else within the network and they know they have a connection. Um, they've even got tools or it, it's crazy. Um, just how beneficial the network has been. That's great. Really good stuff. And so, even um, there's KPIs and stuff within the franchise that keep us um, at a higher standard than just the industry overall, too. Oh, good. 
That's that's a great thing. And and so that's kind of what you're looking for in a great franchise is, you know, the track record. And when you run into a problem, they can get you out of it because they've been there, they've done it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important. Um, your advice, Kieran, for somebody that's looking right now, what what would you say? Yeah, I think I, I keep going back to kind of like this this notion of taking the plunge, right? I think that I think that a lot of franchise candidates can find a million reasons not to, uh, when you really just need the one reason to, right? And so you're you're going to find reasons of not having enough time, not having not having enough resources, uh, but then that overarching reason of why why do you even start looking in the first place? Right. I think that if you if you kind of always point that in that direction as you like kind of using that as your north star, uh, I think that you'll always find a reason to do it. I think I think you're totally right. Is, but there's gotta be that why. There's gotta right. be a compelling reason to make change and not be the status quo person. Um, there's a lot of value in franchising. And I always share with people as as a franchise consultant, I bring people down the road of looking at a whole bunch of things and I coach them through the due diligence. And I, and I share, listen, at, at the end of the process, your decision is not the choice between franchise A or franchise B. Your decision is the choice between uncertainty or unhappiness. Most people choose unhappiness and they stick with like the really stupid boss and the bad commute and all that uh, stuff. Yeah. They're afraid to take a chance. Um, and it breaks my heart. But what we're trying to do at the Franchise Academy is get people to choose uncertainty because that's where magic happens. And that, and it has a ripple effect that you can't even really put to paper just all the lives that you affect in a positive way as a business owner. That's right. So yeah, I want to say my wife has been so much happier with this lifestyle than when I was working for other companies. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about it the other day, actually. Why is that? Why do you, why do you think she feels that way? Um, so, I mean, the first few years were tough. I'm not going to lie. Like I was out there in the trenches, like crazy hours, but now years three and four, I'm spending a lot more time with my kids. We homeschool six kids. And wow. so she needs all the help she can get. And I'm able to be there a lot more now. Um, we've pretty much got it to the point where I can actually um, work on the business instead of in the business. Okay. And it, it's actually a business, right? Where before, um, I was basically the technician, the salesperson, the office and everything. So the, the franchise, I think, helped me get there faster, especially this one, because they, they help with some government contracts and different things, too. But um, I, yeah, I think the, the lifestyle, the camaraderie within the network, I've mentioned that a few times. Um, and we have those franchise meetings where you get together and um, those are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, Kieran, any, any um, parting words of wisdom or advice to folks out there? No, I think just going back to that taking the plunge mentality, right? Of, you know, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily matter if it's Pestmaster or another brand, but I think it's really important to find your reason why and go after it. Yeah, that's right. Life is short. And, uh, you know, with a business, you can affect so many people's lives in a positive way. And then you could do that with a job too. Don't don't get me wrong. Business is not for everyone. Um, but if you are thinking about it, definitely you should take the plunge. Um, so what's the best way to get in, in touch with you guys uh, if anybody wants to find out more info? Yeah. So for me, uh, always always welcome to hit up my LinkedIn. So it's uh, LinkedIn.com slash Kieran Scott CFE. Uh, or you can shoot me a note, kscott at thresholdbrands.com. Um, and then to learn more about the franchise, uh, 
kind of organization, uh, just pestmasterfranchise.com. Absolutely. Cool. And anything uh, for you, um, Justin? You know, I've recently jumped off of social media and everything, so I'm a little tougher to find, but um, my email is virginia at pestmaster.com. If anyone's considering Pestmaster, you know, I can definitely answer some questions. That's great. I appreciate your time, guys. This is so good, so informative. So I just want to thank you for being on the Franchise Academy. Thanks, thank you, Tom. Great to be here. Be well. Take care. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.